Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Any day somewhere in Northumberland, people are gathering to play sports. It could be at a local school gym or an arena or a field. It could be a group of young kids learning to play soccer or a rep team practicing for a hockey tournament. Then there are the lawn bowlers in Victoria Park or the babies and moms at the YMCA. Whether it is swimming laps or running laps, sports is huge in Northumberland. The Coburg Sports Hall of Fame inducted its latest slate of outstanding athletes and volunteers recently, plus it announced a new Youth Recognition Award. It was named after the founder of the Sports Hall of Fame, Ross Quigley. He recently passed away. It was a very emotional ceremony this year, one filled with sadness related to Ross, but also great joy in honoring the new inductees. Here is Don Conway, the secretary for the Coburg Sports Hall of Fame, telling these amazing stories. I'm so pleased to have with me today Don Conway, the Secretary of the Coburg Sports Hall of Fame. Welcome to Consider This. Hi, Rob. How are you? Good, thank you. Recently, the Sports Hall of Fame held an event to induct several new members into the Hall of Fame. For those who might not be familiar, what is the Coburg Sports Hall of Fame? Sports Hall of Fame kind of go, it goes really back to the vision of one in, and the uh, um, the vision of one individual, Ross Quigley, in 2012. Well, he's really as as we have this conversation, he he, he was an historian to begin with, uh, but he had a vision that. Uh, there should be a way to record all of the uh, sports history that it was he really felt it was being lost um, maybe because of what was happening with various uh, media uh, that they were moving away from lo- more local um, and in 2012 he actually started cutting out pieces of newspaper and, and uh, stories on sports and, and putting them into uh, albums and binders and uh, that kind of grew he kept going then he eventually uh, he ran out of newspapers that he had or friends had and he started going to the library because he found out the microfish had all you know they had uh, the back issues and so he would print them he would find a sports story he'd print it to the printer take it home cut and paste it into his binders um and then uh in 2016 i think it was he he was a volunteer with the assistant cook uh, museum um they did a project on uh, the history of sports and that really was what really spurred him on to say hey let's try to do a sports hall of fame and he got in touch with uh seven or eight of us in the community and uh, ultimately we are where we are today 
So what exactly does the Coburg Sports Hall of Fame do? Well, uh, what it does is is save history. Um, if 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 I guess what the biggest reason I tell people is if we didn't do this, then who is to tell us that cricket played here in 1909? That there was the biggest horse show uh, in North America at our Dunigan Park in the early 1900s. Uh, and that in eight, 1860s there was a, there was a, a, a yacht that uh, sailed on Lake Ontario that won a multitude of, of regattas. Um, if we didn't do and save history for others to read then it would be lost forever. So that's probably, to me, that's the biggest thing. The next thing is then to celebrate those who achieved uh, greatness, um, be it on the local level or be it on a much more national and international level. And so we we created a um, Hall of Fame where uh, on an annual basis we identify uh, different people from different sports uh, to uh, um, honor their, their achievements in sport. Now, before we get talking about the new inductees, can you share with us some of the previous inductees? Well, let's see. Uh, in uh, 20, or is that 2019, uh, I guess. It's hard to remember with uh, the way things uh, uh, went with the, with the pandemic. But in 2019, uh, uh, Bill O'Neill, um, uh, Don Edo, um, he was uh, water skiing. Frank Mazza, he was a disadvantaged uh, uh, athlete in a wheelchair that won many, many races at the national level uh, and international. Um, Fred Dustin, he was a coach of uh, the, Gal- the Cobra Galloping Ghosts uh, for, for many years. Leighton Dodge, who was a journalist, and wh- how we're able to actually find all of this information about sports history. Leighton Dodge was a, was a huge contributor. Uh, Marty Kernigan from Grafton, softball, number one team in, uh, or number one uh, softball player uh, uh, in uh, at World. Uh, Paul Corelli had the Cobra Angels played on a Galloping Ghosts. And Steve Smith, uh, former uh, Edmonton Oiler, and uh, now playing, or, or you know, still in the HL, uh, NHL coaching. So that was 2019, and then 2020. Um, so 2020, we named the uh, inductees in, in March of uh, actually 2020, but then because of the pandemic, we never got able to to uh, actually have an induction dinner. And uh, so the people in there uh, are, were uh, Ross or uh, uh, Dan Milligan for lawn bowling. Uh, we had Fred Simpson. He was a, a, a runner. Uh, out of uh, Alderville, um, uh, he raced in the 1909 uh, uh, Olympics. Uh, Gord Brooks uh, played in the NHL for St. Louis and and uh, others. Um, Ken Petrie uh, was with uh, 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 many many ball teams, uh, softball teams, baseball teams, hockey teams. Uh, Neil Kane from Baltimore. Uh, uh, Clark Somerville uh, had uh, Somerville Sporting, and he was involved in, in uh, many different sports, uh, including uh, uh, the Cobra Cougars. Uh, Kevin Fast, who pulled an airplane down at uh, Trenton Air Base. Um, 
Uh, Marty Matthews, uh, another one who uh, was uh, a softball player um, uh, and very, uh, uh, very athletic. Incredible the diversity and the range of sporting and sporting activities uh, in the community. What do you think? Well, that's the one thing that I'm really fascinated by as we're uh, uh, kind of digging back into it. Because right now we're uh, I'm, I'm dealing sort of with the, the 1850s to, to 1920s, and uh, there's many other many sports back then that we really don't. Uh, <laughs> celebrate today and um today i mean if, if, when i hear people talk a, a lot about it, it was the uh, uh softball it was fastball they want to call it fastball but it's really softball and uh and hockey uh they're the two biggest uh sports uh, but when you kind of get back into it there's a lot of other sports uh, that uh, were played here and celebrated here Don, I'd like to talk about the number of new people that were just in, inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame. Can we begin by talking about Paul Allen? Sure. So, Paul, uh, so there's uh, eight inductees uh, this year, and uh, Paul Allen was a... Um, Gosh, he, he, uh, I guess it was a, he was in early high school before somebody actually introduced him to, to sports. And, uh, and he blossomed in, he was involved in a whole bunch of different sports, volleyball, soccer, cross country, football, track and field. He won four crosses in the, uh, in the triple jump uh, and three CASA gold medals in the long jump. Uh, but it was under, it was when he played basketball, that was his, it became his, his passion. And uh, he was on to the University of uh, Guelph and played for the Griffins uh, and they won a Canadian University Basketball Championship when he was there. He became a card volleyball referee. Um, he came back uh, home to, to Coburg and uh, he was in he was he participated in a lot of sports and leagues basketball soccer hockey slow pitch um, uh, but he had come back here and he was became a teacher at the West and uh, that's where he became heavily involved with uh, the senior basketball team. They won, they won three CASA championships. Um, and then he also helped to, to grow the uh, Lakeshore Adult Basketball League and the Lakeshore Minor Basketball Association, the Lakeshore Lynx Rep Program. And then since then, he's been doing a, a tremendous a, a amount of volunteering, uh, most recently for the vaccination clinics. Now, what about Heather Brown? Who's she? So Heather Brown was, um, uh, she started off just in, in T-ball, just very young at age, I think she was six or seven, uh, uh, and, and played T-ball, then softball and figure skating, and eventually got into hockey, and she was playing on teams that uh, were boys' teams, because there was no girls' teams back then, and when she was uh, growing up, uh, and, and she was uh, the only girl chosen for the Coburg Soccer Club select team. She went to the East. Uh, she was on five different soccer teams, the indoor, the outdoor, the high school, the house league, and the provincial under-18 team. Uh, and also when she was at the East, she was in other sports, basketball, volleyball, tennis, badminton, cross-country, track and field. She was a multi-athletic uh, uh, individual. Uh, she competed in the offsa and the javelin and in badminton. <clears throat> she was a junior athlete of the year twice, uh, two-time winner of the school's athlete of the year. Uh, she was also uh, on the under-16 um, 
an under-18 uh, women's provincial team. Uh, she earned a silver medal in the 94 Nationals and a gold in the 95 Nationals. Um, she went to the uh, University of Nebraska. She played Division One varsity soccer uh, from 95 to 99. Uh, in her first three seasons, she started in 42 consecutive games, and she was uh, named Nebraska's co-most valuable player in 1995. Uh, in 96... At the age of 19, Heather was also chosen as part of the Canadian women's national team, which became the youngest player on the squad and competed in the U.S. Cup. And in 96, uh, she represented Canada uh, in the under-20 national team, where she was named co-captain. Incredible. Incredible. I know. You know, the one thing that you... That's what would be lost. At least these... As youngsters, people growing up, they were involved in so many different uh, sports. It's true. Now, tell us a bit about Al Burnham. So Al uh, was raised on the farm uh, between Coburg and Port Hope. Um, uh, when he went to elementary school, he uh, uh, for recesses, they, they played uh, some ball. Um, and uh, coincidentally, the uh, Legion Minor Softball Association was formed at that time, and he was uh, in the first group of youngsters, youngsters to uh, sign up. And uh, eventually, over the over the, the next uh, decades, uh, he became one of the top fastball players in the uh, not only the area but in in Canada and the world. Uh, in '71, he uh, was on the uh, Cobra Juveniles that captured the Ontario Championship, the Ontario B Championship. Uh, then he played for the Cold Spring Cats, and he won three more provincial championships. Um, and then he played for the Senior A Fastball Championships uh, in London. And then he moved from the Cats, he went on to Oshawa and to Newmarket and finally to Owen Sound. Just gradually climbing up the ladder uh, uh, as, as a player. Uh, from 84 to 92, he was five more Senior A Championship winning teams with Oshawa. And he won four with Owen Sound. And he, in 87 and 88, he was named to the all-world second all-star team for both years at the International Softball Congress Championships. And at the 91 Congress Championships, he played for Owen Sound. He was named to the world's first all-star team. So, pretty impressive. Phenomenal accomplishments, both on a local but also on an international level. Yep. Now, what about Roger Cole? So then when you talk about a local level, Roger Cole is... is uh, uh, someone to really talk about because he basically stayed in the area and uh, made a name for himself. Um, he he won countless awards. Uh, he began his career in the Hamilton Township League in 1967. Uh, and over the course of the, the next decades, 15 OASA medals, including nine goals, two perfect games, uh, 10 no-hitters, multiple MVP, top pitcher awards, both Coburg men's softball and Hamilton Township men's softball, countless league, provincial, Canadian, world championships, mostly with the Cold Spring Cats. And uh, in 2003, he was given the Milestone Award, recording a total of 2,059 career strikeouts in the Coburg men's softball league. Uh, 
Um, and uh, as a strong uh, participant and believer in the in the men's uh, softball league, he'd often take uh, younger players under uh, on his teams uh, just uh, to to bring them along because uh, he was really uh, he w- he was concerned about the the long term health of the league itself. And in 2006, he was recognized for that uh, when he was the recipient of the dedication award for the Corbett Men's Softball League. Wonderful story. Can you tell us about Elaine Devlin? So Elaine Devlin was, uh, uh, she was born in, uh, or raised in Indian River. Um, she, uh, before really moving to, to this area, she had already already established herself athletically. She was uh, an all-star goalie, member of the numerous uh, Ontario Women's Hockey Association gold medal teams. And she's one of the best softball players pitchers in the province, uh, winning the Ontario Rural Softball Association midget and junior provincial titles in 81, 82, and 83 with Duro and Keene, and she won numerous uh, league titles uh, with Peterborough in the uh, in the Peterborough uh, City League. In 95, she attended Sam Houston State University in Texas on a scholarship, played in the NCAA softball circuit. Uh, she's the whole, still a holder of seven school records. She was the Gulf Star Conference female athlete of the year she was the most outstanding player won a conference championship um she was uh, at the end of uh, university she was recruited by by paul corelli in 1984 uh to come play for the angels and over the next six seasons uh elaine and her teammates medaled nine times at the provincial women's softball association provincials including three goals and um, she was recruited by teams twice to represent Ontario at the Ontario Championships and once to represent Canada internationally uh, in New Zealand. And uh, she's continued, continued to uh, contribute to the sport, uh, attending pitching clinics uh, during the off-season. And uh, she has completed competed in a total of 34 provincial championships, 14 gold, 12 silver, 4 bronze, 17 Canadian championships, and 5 world or uh, international championships. She's coached at 20 provincial championships, 12 Canadian championships, and 3 world championships. So, pretty impressive. Phenomenal contribution. Uh, who is uh, Gail Johns-Reese? So, Gail was uh, uh, born in Coburg, uh, she had uh, um, been an outstanding young lady uh, at uh, uh, elementary school, um, and had uh, when she came to the the um, West, uh, it was Jerry Lawless that uh, kind of uh, tapped her and said, "Come on out to, to the." Uh, to the backyard there and uh, and uh, see the track and field we've got. So she became involved, and over the next five years, she competed as a sprinter, set records at the 200-meter, the 400-meter races at Kawartha and Casa, the 60, the 100, the 200, and the 400 at South Courses. And as a result, she became the very first female athlete from Coburg to ever qualify for OFSA. In 1972, um, the, the West dedicated the Johns Trophy for Outstanding Track Performance in recognition of her accomplishments, and that honor stayed until the school closed 42 years later. Uh, after high school, Gail started distance running, fives and 10Ks, and running marathons in Toronto, Ottawa, Washington, and uh, Boston. Uh, she moved to New Hampshire in 94. And she took up sprinting with the Masters Track and Field Program. 
Uh, she currently still uh, competes in the women's 65 to 69. She's the first female member of Mass Velocity uh, Track Club, uh, nationally ranked master sprinter for the past two decades, competing in the 50, 60, 100, 200, and 400 meter races. She's earned 19 U.S. national master tracks medals. She's set 13 New Hampshire state records. She's been recognized as the best performance by a New Hampshire, New Hampshire athlete five times. In 2006, the U.S. Masters National Meet in Charlotte, North Carolina, she represented Canada, running a leg in the 4 by 100 that, that uh, won a gold medal. So, again, another impressive young lady. What a lifetime of accomplishment, eh? Yes, truly. Next on the list is Dick and Ann Raymond. Can you tell us about them? So, uh, if anybody has uh, uh, is familiar with Grafton, then they know about Dick and Ann Raymond. Um, they they have uh, they spent their lives uh, improving that community. Sometimes you really just talk about what Dick's performance was, but there was always somebody behind helping him out and doing the phone calls and all that kind of uh, thing uh, to help him. Uh, he, uh, when he was, uh, uh, Dick was a youngster, 19, he coached a graphing team in the Coburg community, the CCHL in, in uh, Coburg. As a uh, manager coach, he led three teams for provincial championships, uh, one provincial hockey, two provincial ball teams, in addition to Provincial Women's Softball Association, bronze medal with the Coburg Bantam Angels in 1989. Um, but it's really as an organizer and administrator that Dick and Ann had their largest impact, uh, in addition to uh, uh, Tenure with the Grafton Minor Hockey, saw them at various saw them at various times serve as the organization's president, vice president, past president, coach, equipment manager, bingo organizer, fundraiser, you name it. Uh, they were also one of the founders of the uh, Grafton Fastball Tournament that's held each July, uh, and serve on the uh, Grafton Arena uh, Recreation Committee for forty years. Um, there was. Many hours put in to construct the Grafton facility itself, a, a beautiful facility for ball. Five ball diamonds, all the backstops, the scoreboard, fencing diamonds, playground, score, all bear the handprint of the Raymonds. Um, and as I said before, Anne was behind them every step of the way with taking part in the fundraisers and making the calls and, and gathering all the information. Um they found the energy and the time to give to themselves for the greater good of their community and the people of Grafton. It's so interesting that the Sports Hall of Fame just doesn't honor athletes, but also the people who are volunteers, who build the infrastructure and support the athletes. Tell us a bit more about that and the philosophy that the Sports Hall of Fame has towards those who contribute in that way. Oh, well, I mean... Uh if you really look at the man who who started the Sports Hall of Fame, Ross Quigley, um, you're talking about uh, a super volunteer, uh, and it's, but it's not just it's not just Ross who did that. It, it like when you look at uh, Neil Kane, uh, who uh, was inducted last year, and you look at. What he did for the Baltimore Recreation Association, that uh, that whole complex around the arena, what you look at the Raymonds did in, in Grafton, you look at what uh, Ross Quigley did in, in his time with the uh, uh, Coburg Legion Ball, uh, and there's many others, like, uh, you know, that's just three three folks that 
that had a huge impact on the on the sports uh, community of the area. But it's so interesting how you know we always think of athletes and and you know we tend to think of those who accomplish through sport and yet it's all these volunteers and behind the scenes you were mentioning you know making the phone calls doing the fundraising you know yep. uh, putting their time into create ball diamonds and arenas and and uh, you know all these opportunities for people to participate it's quite phenomenal you've mentioned Ross Quigley a number of times he was the last inductee could you just tell us about him and and why he was inducted well, when, so we, we, you look at Ross Quigley. You talk about uh, uh, growing up. He he, he was a, he was an athlete. He was not super outstanding athlete, but he was uh, a, a very good athlete. He, he went away to uh, uh, junior A camp uh, for hockey. Uh, he played ball, uh, not only here, but uh, when he had to get a higher level, he played in the Peterborough uh, League. Um, and then he really got involved in, as he like, he continued to play in various sports, uh, be it the over thirties or whatever, uh, you know, lob ball, uh, whatever, hockey. Um, but then he 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 kind of he got into the Legion minor softball, and uh, he was in there for like quite a number of years. Um, even in in helping the Cobra Mercantile Hockey League to to grow, he was uh, a, a big big supporter. Uh, and then he kind of I, I I mentioned this a little earlier is that uh, he kind of moved into to th- this vision that he had of 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 uh, saving history for others and recognizing the achievements of those people who had gone before us uh, and uh, trying to make sure that people didn't forget it. And uh, uh, that's how he came to form the Corporate Industry Sports Hall of Fame. I understand also as part of the ceremony this year, there was a new sports award announced. Can you tell us about that? So uh, on that, so we... New Ross and Sherrod uh, uh, with all of us. Uh, the uh, health issues, he uh, challenges he had. Um, so we knew his time was short. Um, so we asked, uh, you know, we had a conversation about how can we recognize this man and let's find out from him uh, how he uh, wishes to be recognized. And so we went to him and we said, you know, like you've always promoted the quality of everyone who uh, is going into the Sports Hall of Fame. So eventually one day you may be there. Uh, do you want any special recognition or that? No, I absolutely do not. I want to be treated just like anyone else. Uh, absolutely. And so we said, OK, so we thought you might say that. How about if we were to create an award for youth in sport in our area? And uh, they have to be uh, involved in sports, and they don't have to be an athlete. They can be uh, 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 timekeepers, you know, uh, 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 helping helping the sport, uh, supporters. Um, uh, they need to be... Uh, uh, a, a, Good in school, but not the best, not the highest marks by any means, but, you know, working hard in school. And they need to be involved with the community. They need to be volunteering. What if we were to come up with an award like that? 
and he was blown away. He was absolutely blown away that we would even think that. Because, but we felt that kind of really reflected his impact on the sports community. And so uh, we we then went ahead. We just uh, announced on March the 6th that uh, the applications were available and uh, they will two uh, students will be chosen from our catchment area uh, uh, attending a school in Northumberland County. And uh, the two, each of the students will receive a thousand dollars to help with the further their education. You knew Ross Quigley very well. Can you share any anecdotes that you think uh, typify the type of man he was and the type of person he was to the community? Well, uh, we had uh, we had a. Uh, uh, <laughs> we had a great relationship. Honest to God, we, uh, I mean, I knew him uh, when I was involved with the radio station and he was uh, uh, work, working for the town. Uh, and then he became uh, a, a business owner and I got to know him even better um, as a business owner when he had the hardware store with uh, his wife, Joan. And... Um, and then when I was on uh, the Canada 150 community, uh, committee uh, with him, he had just completed the Sifton Cook uh, project of uh, sports histories. And uh, uh, I, I really would stay after their meetings and talk about, uh, you know, the, the things he was talking about, the histories that he had dug up and, and were wanted to help promote. Um, and... Um, also, we kind of both had this sarcastic humor, um, and when other people would be in the room with us, they would somewhat be taken, especially on a golf course, well, they would be taken aback because we were just nat- natting at each other. Um, and he, but he was a wonderful man, just a wonderful man, volunteered uh, to so many things, and uh, uh, the community, uh, I mean, how many people in the community of Coburg have had the flags lowered upon their death. I think that says so much about the community. Don, what's next for the Sports Hall of Fame? Well, uh, we've just... um, So the website became a a huge uh, project that I've... We started, um, we knew we were going to do it eventually, and um, then uh, I wanted to show one of the features on the, on the sports um, website um, was the, the newspaper clippings, because Ross had been doing all these newspaper clippings and putting them into, uh, like he's got 130 binders in the basement uh, of his home. Um, with all of their various sports and people and, and events. Um, and I, so what we were able to do is take some of those and put them onto the website. Um, so I was able, that was a very touching moment for me. I was able to show him in November uh, before he you know, uh, passed uh, that how many people might see those binders, but now that it's on the website, you know, thousands upon thousands of people would visit the website and be able to see the work that he had started. Uh, so that was a that's a, a where we we are. We're we're building the website. We just added a, a mobile app. 
Um, somebody with their smartphone just needs to go to the website, uh, cdshf.ca, and uh, it, they'll be prompted when the, they go on with their with their smartphone. Um, and uh, one thing that we're just adding right now uh, within the next uh, several weeks uh, is scrapbook. Uh, and we're just going to throw pictures on there. Leighton Dodge, uh, I just I mentioned him a little earlier. Uh, <clears throat> we have, uh, right now, we've got about 800 pictures that, uh, he had left uh, for us, uh, and uh, we're just going to put them, just throw them in, and let people pick out uh, ones and say, "Okay, that's so and so, and that's so and so," and so so that's a big project. So it's going to take some time because uh, he had done so much. Ross had done so much with all those binders. So we got all that information and those binders up onto the website. Don Conway, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. I appreciate the call and the uh, chance to tell everyone about the Sports Hall of Fame. That was Don Conway, Secretary for the Coburg Sports Hall of Fame. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.